Concepts. My name is Justin. Thanks for joining today's episode. Dr. Sammy Alfaro, thank you so much for being here. I know you have a, a busy schedule, so I do appreciate your time. I appreciate it, Justin. Uh, thank you for having me along. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm excited to talk about what we're going to be talking about today. But before we dive in, could you tell us a little bit about your path of becoming both a pastor and a professor? Yeah, so I don't think I actually like planned this out, even though right now I'm at a point in my life where I feel like it worked out uh, wonderfully. Uh, so I was actually finishing up my PhD. Uh, we were sensing uh, that we needed to make some changes to like the church where we were going. And all along after finishing up my uh, you know, Bible Institute studies back in like 95, I, I knew that I had a pastoral calling, yeah. um, just didn't really have the time because I had been studying, studying, studying straight through uh, bachelor's through uh, PhD. And so when that time came, uh, we really felt that it was the time to begin uh, planting a church. Uh, so uh, we started in 2008, uh, meeting at our house, uh, in our living room with a couple of uh, families. And I was teaching adjunct uh, at the time uh, for Grand Canyon University, where I'm at now uh, full-time. Uh, and so at the beginning, it was like, okay, I, I could do this. I could plan a church and do adjunct work, a couple of classes a, a semester. Uh, and then, you know, uh, both of those um areas, you know, started to, to grow. 2010, I eventually got invited to be a full-time professor uh, here at the university, and at the same time the church was growing. So, you know, because it wasn't like, uh, it didn't have all the work that I do now at the beginning, mm -hmm. uh, things were uh, easier. And more and more now I look back, and sometimes I don't understand, but how do I get myself into this? Mm -hmm. Wow. And you, how long have you been pastoring, you said? So now it's going to be 14 years. Wow. Uh, we're hoping to celebrate our quinceanera, like 15 years <laughs> of like, church ministry uh, next year uh, there at New Day uh, Church. Iglesia Nuevo Dia. Uh, yeah. So it really has been a joy to be able to do uh, both because I always felt that the pastoral ministry feeds into my academic uh, ministry here at the university uh, and vice versa, right? Um, and so it's just a great opportunity for uh, to be able to just be in those uh, two fields at the same time. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. So what is one thing being a church leader has taught you, especially in today's social climate? In today's social uh, climate, uh, I think one of the important things to uh, consider and, and things that I have learned along the way is to uh, be slow uh, to respond. I, I mm. think we live in a, 
a uh, culture, and I think especially with like social media uh, today, that we are so prone to want to quick uh, responses without really uh, thinking things through. Uh, and, and that could really be problematic uh, mm-hmm. for us, right? I know that I have had moments uh, over the past, you know, 10 years uh, where something has happened in the social climate of our uh, country uh, and you want to respond quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Or you had a conversation with somebody that uh, somewhat like aggravated you because of what they said, either politically or like uh, from a biblical perspective, but focused uh, politically. And again, you want to respond quick. You want to post something quick. And I, I've learned that sometimes you just really need the the time to, to craft your responses yeah. with wisdom, uh, to not be so uh, quick uh, to uh, post, but, and, and be willing also to revise your, your uh, positions as you are hearing uh, from others. Uh, so it's helpful just to have a wider diversity in the people that you hear, the people that you receive counsel uh, from, and those kinds of things really uh, protect you. Yeah. So you're, you're not out there uh, saying some wild and crazy things on social media that, uh, as, as we all know, once it's out there, you really can't take it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great lesson that I'm learning. You know, during so I'm, I'm a young adult, and, and during 2020, I definitely posted some not wise things. Uh, and you know, through marriage and just through growing up a little bit, and through marriage, you know, I my better half has definitely corrected me a lot. So, so I'm with you on that that lesson. Um, so let, can we let's transition? Definitely, oh, I could, I, yeah, sorry about that. No, don't don't be. Definitely, and and, and I would agree with that. I, I think many times I have learned uh, to make sure that I uh, show my wide medium uh, the post that I'm about to yes. like uh, <laughs> click send, have her read it. And there has been times where she has read through it carefully, and she looked at me uh, and nodded and said yes. Hmm. But no, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I'm with you in your sentiments. Uh, I could see why you're feeling that. But no, don't don't post it like this or, mm-hmm. or change this or tweak that. Uh, and so definitely having somebody at home that is a, a sounding board for your thought, thought uh, it, it's actually a great help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've done the same thing where I've posted an email or a or, you know, typed an email or typed a post and showed her and she's like, uh-uh, don't do that. <laughs> so I'm with you. I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> so your work on, and cor- you know, correct my pronunciation. I, I am not a, a native Spanish speaker, but Divino Compañero. Um, it's an, Divino it's a, Compañero? Yes. Yes. So Divino Compañero. Um, as there are many different Christologies, you spent your work in in your book talking about spirit Christology. So could you spend some time first explaining what Christology is, assuming some people may not know what that word means, um, but then talking about what spirit Christology is? Yeah, so I, I would even step back a little bit uh, further uh, mm-hmm. because when I was in my master's program at Fuller Seminary, 
uh, and especially during the time that I was taking theology courses, I, I really just became enamored uh, with liberation uh, theology, uh, this uh, perspective that was coming out of uh, Central and South America uh, that really wanted to give a diverse uh, position without, you know, within the usual uh, doctrines of, of Scripture, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, for example, uh, Christology uh, focuses on the teaching of the person and work of Christ. Um, and a lot of times uh, we could spend um, in the classroom kind of like working through the conciliar uh, definitions and what uh, the church has uh, said about who Jesus is uh, to achieve our, our salvation, right? So you could spend a lifetime just trying to develop uh, those um, ideas. Hmm. Uh, but I remember that after I went into my uh, doctoral pr program, I really was, um, I had decided that the main area that I wanted to focus my dissertation on uh, was going to be Christology, right? But obviously, that's still way too broad of a subject to say, okay, I'm writing on Christology. Uh, so I'm thinking through, like, you know, what is it that I wanted to do? I, I think my first um, hunch or kind of like bright idea uh, was to focus on liberation uh, Christology. Hmm. And so I began to think uh, from there, okay, so, you know, why is it that we spent so much time thinking about um, the person of Christ, uh, the work of Christ as to, as, as to how it relates to his uh, death on the cross specifically? But a lot of times we don't say much about his actual life, the way he lived, hmm. uh, the way that, uh, the, the sort of things that Jesus uh, did, right? And what was his uh, political stance, you know, we might even uh, say uh, today, because uh, definitely reading through the, the Gospels, uh, there is a sense uh, that uh, Jesus is engaging uh, in uh, political uh, talk, right? Yeah. Uh, and so the idea of like liberation Christology kind of uh, began to emerge as a uh, topic, uh, but then the other piece of like spirit uh, Christology um, came uh, when I really came when when I when I started to think about my own uh, context from which I do um, theology. Uh, I grew up all my life as a, a member of a Pentecostal uh, denomination, uh, Church of God, Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, my grandparents were uh, pastors of, you know, Church of God in Mexico. Hmm. Uh, and so we always attended uh, to this uh, Pentecostal church. Uh, now that I was in this doctoral program, I started to think, okay, um, what is it that we as Pentecostals uh, think and believe about uh, Christology? Not so much from the uh, perspective of what has been written uh, before uh, especially because within our tradition, uh, we tend to be more oral. Uh, we tend not to have, especially within like Latino Pentecostals, we, we tend not to have produced that much uh, material. So it's not like I could go back and read books and books and books on 
uh, the idea of like uh, Hispanic Pentecostal uh, Christology, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of uh, looking at this bigger fields of uh, liberation Christology uh, and what it would mean to put together uh, a um, Hispanic Pentecostal uh, Christology, uh, I think those two ideas kind of like fused uh, to get me to uh, think of uh, Jesus as uh, the divine uh, companion, which is the translation of uh, divino uh, compañero. Uh, and uh, for me, uh, spirit Christology was uh, the, the way to do this, right? Yeah. Uh, spirit Christology really uh, allowed me to think of how um, in uh, Scripture, in the uh, Gospels, uh, Jesus is uh, accompanied by uh, the Spirit in his uh, mission. I mean, he uh, begins announcing his um, ministry in Luke chapter uh, 4, 16 through uh, 18, saying the Spirit of the Lord is upon upon me. He has anointed me to yeah. preach uh, the gospel to the poor. So I think that launches off his um, ministry. And so for me, that was uh, the place to to begin, right? To see how the work of Jesus from uh, incarnation to exaltation uh, was through uh, the power of the Spirit and how, in a sense, that um, lived life of Jesus in the Spirit models the Spirit life that we should live as uh, believers. Right, mm-hmm. uh, and and so for me that was kind of like the the initial uh, hunch to like put all this uh, together, um, and then thinking about uh, my own um, Hispanic Pentecostal um, heritage, I, I really wanted uh, to write a Christology that really flowed from uh, the lived experience of the Hispanic uh, community, something more organic. Uh, not something that was coming from, you know, my ideas of what we believe, but uh, more like uh, how uh, people within the local church are thinking about uh, Christ. Um, and so um, what, what I did uh, was to consider uh, what is it that the Hispanic Pentecostal Church has um, testified, uh, has sung, uh, about Jesus uh, in our Pentecostal uh, services. Uh, right. For me, uh, that was like an, an organic approach to recover the voices of God's people within the Pentecostal church that say, this is who we believe that Jesus is uh, for us. Uh-huh. And so the title, Divido uh, Compañero, uh, is actually the title of a very popular uh, song him uh, within the Hispanic Pentecostal uh, community that talks about how uh, Jesus, you know, in our life uh, becomes this uh, divine uh, companion. Uh-huh. Uh, but obviously, uh, for us, uh, this is uh, made uh, alive uh, through the Spirit, right? Uh, as we read uh, in uh, John uh, chapter 14, 15, and, and 16, when Jesus uh, tells his disciples that he must go, but that he will send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, 
uh, and he will uh, be with you like I was uh, with you, right? And so the idea of spirit Christology uh, is really just seeing how in the ministry of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is accompanying uh, him uh, from incarnation to exaltation. And now in our uh, discipleship of um, faith, uh, the Spirit is also accompanying us and making that presence of uh, Christ uh, living in, mm. in our lives. Uh, and more than that, even like uh, guiding us as we are uh, making decisions, guiding us as we are um, doing everything that we do as disciples of uh, Christ. Mm. So good. So you just gave a, uh, ah, okay, we can stop. That was so good. <laughs> oh, man. So it's a lot there. And I'm, so I'm going to uh, try to go off what you just said. Um, so for the our lay listeners, you know, people like me who are trying to learn stuff, uh, what's like a sentence or two where you could just clearly define spirit Christology? So you gave some examples, and I think it is pretty clear, but just in case uh, somebody missed it, like I probably would, could you uh, give a, a, a definition? No. <laughs> you got me there. Uh, sometimes it's easier to like say much more and to like condense it to like a a, a sentence or or two right mm-hmm. um, so let, let me uh let me think it and see if i could come up uh with with something right uh, well, i think that was probably somewhere in your, in your questions right but i'm like trying to to think of how i would articulate that right um a different so question we could if, ask oh go ahead no let me let me try and take a stab at it right, right. so if Christology is uh, the study of the person and work of Jesus, then uh, to me, uh, spirit Christology uh, is the study of how uh, the Holy Spirit is active in the ministry of uh, Jesus while he is on earth uh, and uh, the Holy Spirit's uh, continued uh, activity now that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Mm. That that was pretty concise. That was a good. That was a very yeah. good definition. Yeah, that was a great okay. definition. Um, okay. So most people, I think, would under like would at least know the the saying Jesus is fully God and fully human, which. I recently learned this. That comes from the Chalcedonian Christology. How is how can we um, reconcile the Chalcedonian Christology and your spirit Christology? Um, because as I was reading your book, and I'm sure other people who are listening, they without understanding how they're really complementary with each other, they could kind of, they could sound like they're kind of opposing. Um, you know, Jesus yeah, yeah. was relying on the spirit versus no, Jesus is also God. So can you explain how we can reconcile these two different um, Christologies? Because you did in the book, so I, and I loved how you did it. Yeah, uh, I think it's helpful to to really think in, in practical terms, right? Uh, I think sometimes it's difficult for us to wrap our heads uh, around uh, the idea uh, that Jesus is fully 
God and fully man at the same uh, time, hmm. right? And so it's helpful to begin uh, there. I think uh, Chalcedon and like the ecumenical councils of the third and fourth century are really trying to argue for the deity of Christ at a time uh, when that is um, being, um, how would you say it, um, challenged uh, by other uh, thinkers, right? So there's heresies that are starting to be birthed during that time that the councils really need to uh, refute. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, spirit Christology is not contradictory, uh, but it's more complementary, as you well uh, state. Uh, and and I think one could uh, appreciate um, its complementarity. Is that a word? I don't it's know. Complementarity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. Oh, I guess you'd have to. You know, it, I don't know. There's something about it. I'm not sure if it's right or not. Right. <laughs> Um, I, I think we have to understand whether or not they're uh, complementary to each other uh, by thinking in, in practical uh, terms, right? I, I think always, and in, in like the uh, church fathers really made a, a big deal of this, right? Okay. Uh, for, for example, when you think of Athanasius uh, in uh, those early church councils, uh, it, it's almost like at times he's telling Arians, okay, Arius, uh, I see your your adoptionist uh, Christology, and here's why it doesn't uh, work. Um, it doesn't work because obviously Jesus needs to be fully divine. Otherwise, yeah. uh, we are worshiping uh, a created uh, being, right? Or um, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross would not be fully uh, salvific uh, if uh, Jesus wasn't fully uh, divine. Uh, so I think it's hard. For, it, uh, it's easier for us to really wrestle with the idea of why Jesus has to be uh, fully God, right? But but at times it's almost like we forget that we're also trying to argue how Jesus is fully uh, man, that's right? It. And and so I think that's where spirit Christology com- comes in, right? Uh, so when we're saying that Jesus is fully uh, God, are we saying that he lived out his uh, life? Um, let me step back. When we're saying that Jesus is uh, fully uh, God, are we saying that he lived out his human life as as God? Uh, and if that's so, then what do we do with the temptations, right? Yeah. Did Jesus really experience uh, temptations as the author of Hebrews uh, tells us, right? That he suffered temptation like, like, like us, right? Uh, or were those, were those kind of like um, fake temptations where it's like, okay, you know, oh, you know, double, you can't, you can't do that to me when he very well knows that there's not tempting him at all. He's, he's fully uh, God, right? So there's a sense that. Uh, for these to be uh, real, he has to have the uh, a real uh, the real fullness of, of our uh, humanity, right? Uh, and so it's helpful to to yes step back and say yes, you know, no worries. Um, Jesus could not have uh, sinned, 
but he is fully uh, human. How do we uh, get there? Uh, perhaps uh, we could begin by acknowledging that the humanity of Jesus, uh, even though he's fully human, uh, he's not quite like us in the sense that he doesn't have our fallen nature, right? In the sense uh, that um, Jesus' uh, humanity uh, is like uh, Adam's original uh, humanity prior to the fall. And it's in that uh, humanity uh, that has not uh, sinned uh, that uh, Jesus could uh, triumph over uh, temptation uh, um, as uh, the Spirit-filled God-man who uh, is able to uh, resist uh, to the point of uh, death. Got it. No, that that was that was a, a good explanation. I, I remember also reading um, something that really helped me understand uh, spirit Christology was, or just like accept it. Um, was your explanation of like how, like you just said for him to be fully human and God, um, but for all the things that he did he did to be possible was to rely fully on the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, yeah. as a, as someone who's a Wesleyan, that makes sense looking at holiness now because it's not me using my ability because I, I can't do it, but it's me also relying fully on the Holy Spirit. And so I, to me, it made perfect sense. Um, it, it, it was something that I just grab, grabbed on as my own now. I, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think when we read the Gospels, we can actually trace uh, those, uh, you know, th- those moments where, uh, the Spirit is there at the moment moment of incarnation. It's through the Spirit uh, that Jesus um, is uh, born. And, and throughout his uh, life uh, at baptism, right, we see it when he's anointed for uh, ministry. Uh, there's a couple of times where uh, Jesus, um, you know, does some miracles uh, and the gospel uh, authors uh, comment that it is through uh, the Spirit of God. Well, you know, Jesus actually himself states, uh, if I, through the Spirit of God, cast out this uh, demon, uh-huh. right? Which is a really interesting phrase for Jesus himself to use, right? Uh, does Jesus uh, have the power as God to cast out this uh, demon? Well, well, yes, because he's fully God, right? But it's interesting that Jesus would say, if I, through the Spirit of uh, God, am able uh, to to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's important to to see those uh, distinctions, right? And, and so how, in a sense, Jesus is modeling uh, the life of uh, the believer mm-hmm. uh, throughout his own life and in his uh, dependence of uh, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just a little note, by the way, I just got a notification like five minutes ago from Zoom that the uh, because I don't have the upgraded yet. It's gonna it's gonna. I'm clo- sorry, Justin. If I would have if I would have realized that, no, I would have no. sent you my. Uh, okay. No, th- honestly, I didn't know that Zoom stopped their you know limitless because I know they oh, they yeah, had yeah, yeah. it free for everybody, so I had no idea. So it's my fault. Um, okay. No worries. So, I mean it. it 
if we want, we could I could send another link so we could keep talking, no rush, or we could also wrap yeah, it yeah. up in five minutes. It's up to you. You're the you're the boss. Yeah. I mean we could try to wrap it up and, and see how it goes. You know. And if okay. we need a little more time, we'll we'll do a little bit more time. All right. Sounds good. So to kind of put a a bow on this conversation, I guess, you know, to wrap it up, can you share a little bit about you know, okay, let your last chapter on Divino Compañero, I just think, I wish it was longer. I wish it was more because it was probably, for me, it was the most impactful because you used um, some great analogy. You talked about stories of people immigrating um, and, and Jesus being that. So I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything. So can you talk about your last chapter? Talk about the stories that you shared um, with Divino Compañero. Yeah, uh, probably first uh, a moment of, just pure honesty. Uh, as a um, PhD student, uh, once you are uh, finishing up that um, dissertation, there are uh, times when this happens to some of us, and it happened uh, to me, uh, that I poured so much like time and energy uh, in the initial chapters that when I got to the end, I really wanted to like graduate and finish. Yeah. Uh, and so that last chapter ended up being uh, shorter, and it's something that I've always received some some criticism for, and and rightly so. I think there's so much more that I could say, uh, and I hope to one day uh, really uh, take that uh, dissertation because even the book is kind of just like my dissertation as it as it was um, okay. written, uh, and really expand on it or even begin. Uh, there and write out more of a full uh, Christology from the um, Hispanic um, perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there uh, in that last chapter, I kind of have uh, the the seeds for how organically our uh, community really uh, reflects on the continued presence of Christ in our uh, lives. Uh, that really brings uh, meaning. Uh, to every aspect of our uh, in existence. It's not just about uh, whom we turn to for uh, salvation, uh, but Jesus is whom we uh, turn to in our every uh, need, uh, whether it's um, a healing uh, miracle uh, or a miracle with regard to our uh, immigration uh, status, uh, whether it has to do uh, with you know the everyday relationships that are being lived out in our lives and how we come to Jesus in prayer through uh, the Holy Spirit to ask for his uh, assistance or uh, whether we are uh, dealing with issues of uh, systemic uh, racism and prejudice that continue to uh, just uh, corrupt our our world. Uh, yeah. I think uh, that that for us, you know, this um, spirit Christology or this uh, understanding of, of uh, Christ as divino uh, compañero uh, really uh, tries to make sense of the full uh, gospel, right? So when Jesus uh, proclaimed uh, this year of jubilee. Uh, he really did not want to merely, um, you know, focus his redemptive uh, work 
on spiritual uh, salvation. But there was so much more uh, there uh, that I think sometimes as a church, we miss out on, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I think uh, that we as, as the church should uh, continue uh, in both action and uh, word uh, to continue to see uh, Jesus' spirit-filled example uh, to live out our uh, lives in the fight uh, for uh, social uh, justice and, of course, with spiritual concerns. Yeah. All right. That was a, that was a great wrap-up. And I do I do hope that you continue to work on that, like you said, because um, I wasn't critiquing you at all. I was just saying, like, I wanted more. It was and so good. It was so good. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean it that you were critiquing me. If, if, yeah, so don't, don't worry. I didn't take it like that. Okay. Well, we have less than a minute. I don't know when it's going to shut off. Thank you right now. Thank you for your time um, and for your work and for your ministry. I appreciate that. I would love to to hear it. And hopefully there's no, like, uh, heretical things that were, were said. So <laughs> once you hear it again, you're like, oh, no, what was I saying? You can support us by continuing to listen, sharing an episode with a friend, or leaving a review. Find us on Instagram or Facebook. And if you'd like to leave some feedback, you can reach out to Justin personally through his email, which you can find in the show notes. Your feedback helps us grow as a podcast. Until next time, friends.